0: Do you think you're about to be cancelled or excommunicated from the Church of England?
1: In all honesty, they're trying their darndest. They They really do not want me in the church.
0: You think someone might try and cancel your ordination?
1: People are trying to cancel my ordination. I'm going to fight it as much as I can. Considering that I've given up my livelihood, I've given up my, well, everything, to train for the priesthood, to train for holy orders. But it's not about me. It's about how I can serve Jesus. For the wrong to rule, the good must just stand idly bar. Hello, welcome to The Lawrence Fox Show.
0: This week I am joined by learned scholar, theologian, television commentator, and the mixed race face of white supremacy, Calvin Robinson. How are you, Cal? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. to see you, me, brother. Right, I've got my questions. Oh gosh, okay. I've got my questions on a paper. Uh, on newspaper, yeah. Okay, so uh, our dear friend, the Archbishop of Canterbury, said, "I pray that those of us who are white Christians repent of our own prejudices and do the urgent work of becoming better allies to our brothers and sisters of color." How can I be a better ally to you, Cal?
1: Um, I think it's terrible that critical race theory has taken over the church. It seems to have replaced the doctrine of sin. The new original sin is now—it's not that we're fallen. It's now that white people are born racist and need to repent for the sins of their fathers. So, for people to be going back on that is anti-Christian and, quite frankly, not the way we should be going as a church or as a body. Why do
0: you think that's, why, why? Why do you think it's it's happening? Why, what, what do you think is is causing this wokeification of the why? church?
1: It's quite simple, isn't it? The hierarchy of the church are just as metropolitan, liberal elite as the politicians in Westminster, the journalists in the mainstream media. It's all that woke bubble of people that want to do good, they're well-intentioned and they're trying to make a difference, but all in the wrong ways. Um, You know, the church could just pray for people. It could just be quiet or it could reach out to people and say, we are here for you if you need us.
0: Do you think they're doing something similar to... um like the government, for example, in terms of the fact that they think they may be getting into a younger audience by by appealing to this wokery.
1: Do they think they're like the government? I think they think they are the government or and or the opposition. So the Church of England is now setting up a cabinet. They're going to have a bishop responsible for Brexit, bishop for the climate change, all of these things that have absolutely nothing to do with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. So they've completely lost track of what they're supposed to be doing. And um, we saw this throughout the pandemic when the church went a step beyond what the government guidance was and closed the church buildings to the faithful. So yes, I do think they think they're like the government.
0: Are there any similarities between wokery and Christianity? Or any other religion for that matter, but let's keep it Christian.
1: Yeah. I mean, wokery is a religion, isn't it? But it's missing the key parts that make a religion worthwhile. So the whole point of Christianity being a good cause is that it teaches people to be good people, and it does that through a moral compass of saying what's right and what's wrong, how to live a good life, trying to strive towards holiness, trying to be, you know, Christ-like, which was the perfect example of a man. Um, however, wokeness has a moral code, but it's not necessarily teaching what's good and bad or what's right and wrong. It's just saying you are either one of us, and you subscribe to our moral code, or you are othered, you are essentially a bad person, whether that's racist, transphobic sexist whatever label they want to push on us so yes it is a religion and people subscribe to it in that same way in that if you question it it doesn't matter what facts you throw at them doesn't matter what evidence you provide they have this cognitive dissonance that you cannot prove them wrong because they firmly believe in the core tenets of wokeness in that
0: way then it's very similar to a christian faith
1: yeah but I i would argue that the christian faith is based on evidence it's based on that pursuit of knowledge the pursuit of truth universal truth And that's, you know, that's why we have the sciences. They came out of Christianity. Uh, It's why we are allowed to ask questions and why we should always ask questions. And there's so much evidence of the presence of God. Just look around you at nature and the beauty uh, that we live in. Um, So I think it's quite different because we can not so much prove that we would argue in favor of a God, whereas I don't think the wokeness have any arguments other than be one of us or your enemy
0: excommunicated from our church. Yeah. So let's do a little quiz, a little woke quiz. Okay, what are the sacred books of Wokery?
1: Um, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People. Very good. Kindy, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And? Um, and what's the third one in relation to, is it CRT based? F- female, she She's. Oh, uh, Robin D'Angelo, yeah. Um, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, no. Um, Nearly.
0: We're getting there. It's got white in it.
1: Uh, white fragility. Yes! Go Calvin, this is excellent. <laughs> Round one.
0: Okay. Round two. Who is um, the deity of uh, wokeness? I can give you a clue if you'd like one.
1: I'd probably say the self. Oh. Because they're all about self-love. It's all about individualism um, or hyper-individualism to the point of collectivism. It doesn't make sense but it's all about the person rather than the wider, good.
0: Okay, you, you, you win. Oh. I, I, was, I said the NHS.
1: Okay, no, 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 fair.
0: But it has a thing. Um, name two saints.
1: Um, blessed George Floyd.
0: The Blessed George? Yeah. He's, he's actually later on. He's in, he was canonised, wasn't he? Well, he's... He, oh, canonised. That's the word I was looking for because I was looking for martyrdom. Right. But he's canonised, actually. Yeah. That's what happened. Okay, so um, I, I've gone for... Uh, Saint Greta.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, of course.
0: So we've uh, we've already discussed what the original sin is, mm. which is Wh- whiteness. Yeah, absolutely. What are the rituals of the woke religion?
1: Cancellation. I
0: think cancellation is one of the rituals. I also think taking the knee
1: yeah, is one good. of the yes, rituals. Yes, like
0: that. Name two woke holy months.
1: October, Black History Month. Very good and pride is that that's okay there's too it's much like, thinking at this sorry, time, no, it? not, i'm sorry
0: <laughs> all right why do causes like blm choose to canonize such choose such bad examples of people to canonize, St. George Floyd, mm. who stuck a shotgun into a pregnant woman's belly when he robbed her, and then Jacob Blake, who uh, digitally raped a woman and then uh, his ex-partner and then took the children. Why are these people canon, uh, canonized? What, what, what is the you know, when you, when you could have taken someone like David Dorn, who was protecting a shop, yeah. why canonize these guys?
1: I think it comes back to cognitive dissonance. So they've disregarded the negativity of George Floyd. They've, they've put that behind them and they're focusing on the symbol that he is for their movement and you can't question that at, at this point because nobody's going to argue against him. Nobody dares argue against him because you'll be cancelled as a racist or a bigot.
0: Do you think there's an element to the fact that the more sin that you've done, the more proof of how evil white people are, that if you are a sort of drug dealing, um, you know, and he's a human being and you love him and it, that is taken as per, but the, the almost the worst crimes that that person committed in life is yet so much more proof of the horribleness of white supremacy that this sort of elevates um, him and others up the canonisation scale.
1: Yeah, but everything's proof of white supremacy, isn't it? Everything can be explained through that lens if they want to. You know, to the point that whiteness no longer means anything, does it? It used to be your skin colour and now it's a characteristic that you can't define. You know, Mm. the biggest criticism they have of me is that I'm projecting white supremacy or, or, or something. It's like, how do you tell someone you're supposed to be fighting for that they are the enemy? how do you say that you're no you're no longer black because i'm not fighting for you because you're speaking against what i'm doing so you are therefore a white person how, it, it doesn't correlate with logic does well it?
0: you have to you th- there's that thing about being politically black and racially yeah, what does it black. mean well it doesn't mean anything but essentially it is it is to buy into the oppression olympics isn't it and ultimately fundamentally it's just pure racism it's turning around and going well if you're not politically black and you don't think you're 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 oppressed by white people and everybody else, then um, then you're not really uh, part of society, which to me is racist. It's, it's, it's prejudicing and discriminating against someone based on their skin color and yeah. saying that their achievements and the chances of their success in life are based
1: solely on skin color, nothing
0: to do with anything else. Yeah
1: but i think there's mental gymnastics are there on purpose it's supposed to be confusing so you can't question it but most people know it's nonsense everyone knows it's not true but they don't speak out
0: why did they de- why so uh, yeah that brings it on to on to you i have seen i've the the people i've seen most attacks uh, on social media where you maintain a strong and solid presence and you're always calm and reasonable i've never seen so much racism directed at mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. B- than you and where is that racism coming from would you say? Frustration. But what sort of is it coming from a a broad spectrum of people is it coming from FBPE people is it coming you know where is it coming from?
1: I don't want to pigeonhole them but it's who I would describe as the hard left It's it's the work individuals but it's because my very existence kind of disrupts their narrative if they're saying that black people are Naturally oppressed, and white people are naturally oppressors. And I am standing up as a black person, saying, "Actually, I'm doing quite all right for myself, and I don't feel like there are any hurdles or barriers in my way." That kind of breaks down their narrative. Therefore, they have to ostracize me and say and exile me from the black community and say, "Actually, no, you're no longer one of us." Do you feel ostracized from the black community? Sometimes, yeah. Really? If, if there is a black community, which I yeah exactly which I but,
0: debate, but. Well, no, but I suppose, you know, there are parts of London that are predominantly white and parts of London that are predominantly black. And then there's different sorts of, you know, places in London where, and in all other cities where people hang around together in their own cultural groups. So that would be a community. But I agree with you. I think it's lazy thinking to say the black community because all people are people.
1: Yeah, we're part of much wider communities than just our skin colour. But I do find it fascinating and quite worrying that I didn't really know what racism was like really and truly until I moved down into London and experienced the black community firsthand, so to speak. Okay. You know, growing up, I always thought I was black. I never questioned it. It was like the one drop rule. You're either white or, or you're black. I didn't realise there was an in-between. Um, you know, people use the term half-caste, but we, never, we didn't use mixed race or anything like that back when I was growing up. And then coming down here, um, mingling with different groups, ethnic groups and stuff, actually there's more racism, or I've experienced more racism within the black communities than within the white communities because all of a sudden it's actually you're not quite black or you know you're not black enough and I'm like what does that actually mean? Surely there's some kind of solidarity here if you're saying that you're an oppressed people and someone's identifying as one of you, how are you going to say that they're not quite um, black enough or not quite oppressed enough? that doesn't tally up with me.
0: It's got nothing to do with skin colour, does it? It's to do with the way you it's, think. No,
1: somewhat it does, because there's an element of colourism there as well, in that the darker you are, the more oppressed you are, and the lighter you are, the more like the white man you are, therefore more disliked by that community.
0: Sandy Newton. Oh, sorry, I apologise. It's not her San, fault. Sandyway Newton. I, I was astonished. It's I'm going to say something a bit, little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. I think some of the people, if there is such a thing as white privilege, I was thinking about this last night, I think the most white privileged person I could name in Britain at the moment, or in London anyway, Sadiq Khan, would you say that's a fair assessment? In what way? He drives, he's got a load of bodyguards, he drives around in a Range Rover, he's got a pretty cushy life and he's, um, no one's allowed to criticise him or question him.
1: So he's a privileged guy. I don't, know if you, I don't think I'd use the word white privilege, but he's a privileged guy. <laughs>
0: but, I mean, this is what I'm trying to say, this yeah, whole idea free, of talking about skin, yeah. skin colour privilege is...
1: Well, well, privilege isn't a permanent thing, isn't it? It's not based on our skin colour, it's based on our environment, our job, where we live. It's based on so many things that change throughout our lives. You know, on the tube I'm not that privileged because I can, I can barely stand up, but in a crowd I'm quite privileged because I see above everyone else's heads. You know, these things change depending on our circumstances.
0: You and I both should atone for our height privilege. Well, Never. Okay.
1: I have fears of being short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, we've got to go on to the church. Mm. What on earth is going on with the church, Calv? It's lost. It's lost. How long has it been lost for?
1: I don't know. But we have an entire hierarchy that are disconnected from the masses. We really do have guardian readers preaching to Daily Mail readers, but not just preaching to them, sneering at them, looking down their noses at them. We saw this throughout Brexit, when pretty much 99% of the bishops voted for Remain. Uh, in fact, they came out and said it was the Christian thing to do. Um, I think there's one bishop that outwardly voted, or you know, publicly declared that he was voting for Leave. He got um, demoted, essentially, and sent off to some parish in the middle of nowhere. Uh, these bishops are gatekeepers. They're all of a hive mind mentality. Uh, metropolitan liberal elite types who think they know what's best for people, and rather than preaching the gospel, they're preaching on social justice issues uh, like climate change, like like Brexit, um, like the pandemic. Yeah, the the Archbishop saying. Um
0: that He thought it, that uh, saying that the moral thing to do, agreeing that the moral thing to do was to take the vaccine, is yeah. essentially transmogrifying Christianity into science. Now, I know you were saying science comes out of religion, but surely that's way beyond the remit of, well, of, of, uh, the, of anything within the Bible about Jesus treating lepers, Jesus treating the uh, raising people from the dead,
1: yeah. all of this stuff. It's, it feels to me anti-Christian. No, it is. We've seen cathedrals say you can only come in if you're vaccinated, for example. That's the opposite of what Jesus Christ would do. He would mingle with the lepers. you know. And, and Being vaccinated or unvaccinated, we know, makes little difference on the infectability of the virus anyway, but that's beside the point. You should never, ever deny the faithful access to the sacraments. We are a sacramental faith. People deserve the right to receive communion.
0: Absolutely, amen. If the church is, as you describe, with an institution so utterly lost, mm. what is your desire? And have you ever felt at any point during this process of going to become ordained, I can't do this, or, or you know, what's getting you through? Yeah,
1: every day. I, I, I don't want to be in the church. I don't choose to be in the church. I feel called to be in the church, and that's the difference. I've tried to step away many times, and, and things have happened that have said, no, you need, I, I need to be doing this. Um, for instance, during the pandemic, I think that was an opportunity for the church to stand up for people, uh, to support them spiritually in their well-being. And closing the churches just kind of felt like neglect of the British people. Whether you're a Christian or not, there is, everyone belongs to a parish. Everyone has a parish priest who's praying for them every single day. And to have that church open as part of that community is almost, it's like a, it's, it's a part of the community. It's part of people, it's the hub. It's the central hub of every community. And to have that closed down, essentially said the church is no longer interested in your spiritual well-being. And I think things like that upset me more than anything. And, when, and you know, we're people that we don't sit around moaning about things, we get involved and we want to change it and we want to make a positive difference. And I think quite a lot of people are like that, but we need more people to do it from within. We see, you know, it's the same within the Conservative Party. I see a lot of people tearing up their membership cards at the moment saying this party no longer represents conservative values. And my message to them is stay, stay within, because if there's a leadership contest, you need to be the ones voting for the next leader to make sure you do get a conservative leader. And you need to be the ones pushing them with conservative values to say, yes, th- these are what we stand for. Because if all the good people leave, we'll leave it to the, to the wicked. And it's the same with the church.
0: They could all join the reclaim
1: party, though, Well, Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay,
0: so what are conservative values? Give me five, three, two, one, whatever you want. Say, what are the core principles of conservatism?
1: It's really simple. It's it's protecting the past so that we can hand it down to the future. That's all conservatism is about. It's about protecting beauty, architecture, values, traditions, this country as a nation, and just ensuring that there's something to hand on to the next generation. It doesn't mean we're stuck in the past it doesn't mean we can never change but it means doing things sensibly reasonably changing with you had a good line on change actually you should always change if there's a chance to what was it
0: what did i say back
1: when you were first you were first forming reclaim you said we should only ever change if
0: oh you? i think i know what i was saying which was which i think i'd heard from somewhere else which is that I was w- walking with my dad after my mum
1: died. Very wise man.
0: And um, He's a great man, isn't he? And um, we're getting out, uh, he's gonna come on and we're gonna talk, Very good. Uh, he's amazing. We were walking past a block of flats that were getting knocked down. And he said, do you see how easy it is to knock something down? Yeah. And how impossible it is to build something. Yeah. Again, how much time and effort and labor uh, it does. So conservatives, these conservative MPs, but, you know, Margaret Thatcher is responsible for this, as far as I can understand, in expanding that, sort of, the number of ministers, so that the cabal of the, whoever decides where the Conservative Party are going uh, is, will vote with her, or with the sitting Prime Minister, however it is.
1: Yeah, but The Prime Minister can determine how many ministers he has.
0: But I say to, I say to someone like Kemi Badnock, why on earth is Kemi Badnock not Education Secretary, mm-hmm. for example? When she gets it, like she she really, really understands it. She seems really, really passionate, and they give it to the, the, the pincushion
1: dude. Why is that? Well we need to make sure there are no pincushion dudes there in the first place. We need to fix the party. I know you've got Reclaim, you've got Reform, you've got other parties going but at the same time we do need to fix the Conservative Party because it is a party of power. Mm. Um, And the way to do that is to fix CCHQ, is to make sure that they're only recruiting sound individuals rather than careerists and people that will toe the party line. We need good, solid um, public servants.
0: Yeah, people that actually get with possibly. Uh, Dunning-Pole said to me the other day, which I thought was really good, he said, even if you're not a Christian, read the Bible and follow its, message, its manual because you know, Proverbs is a manual for a living, as, as it says. And I, I just thought he's right. And then he quoted some beautiful psalm, or I think it was a psalm, no, it was a proverb. And uh, he said, if everyone said that to themselves every morning, they'd be fine mm. and they would be on to a peaceful thing. All right, and um, the guy with the inflatable baby,
1: oh,
0: yeah, who's and the German adverts sat on television. Going, um, you know, uh, death or family, yeah. and then Jamie Franklin said, "What did he say?" As a priest in Church of England, I recommend that every married couple has as many children as they possibly can. It's one of life's most wonderful things. And he was bombed, yeah. bombed. So, what possibly is motivating the 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 woke mob? Is it because they genuinely believe that the world is coming to an end and the only way they can save it is by re- reducing the virus of children and reducing this disgusting virus of humanity from the face of the earth? Therefore, wouldn't the honourable thing to do to find your local high-rise building and
1: turn yourself off it? Well, I don't know about that, but I do think... But you re- reduce their carbon footprint drastically. If, if their doctrine is that we shouldn't be having children because we're going to kill the environment, that's great, let them perpetuate that as, as far as they can because that means that we There'll will outproduce we'll out produce them. Yeah. The religious will thrive, but everyone knows common sense. It's like you would say, you know, we know that they're lying to us. We know it deep down, but people are afraid of addressing it.
0: Why? Where can they get the courage because from? Because they don't
1: want to get cancelled. they need to get the courage. They need to find the courage.
0: You give them courage, I think.
1: I think we try to. This is to. why I
0: think that, that, this thing that, you, that you, you know, it's so hard, this, this uh, bi-locational, Thing that you have, which is that you you want to work within the church but you also want to have a ministry outside of the church, mm. is crucial actually to, to spreading the message around. Yeah,
1: but I'm tired, Lawrence, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I'm tired, man. Why, Be- brother? Because there are so few of us fighting this fight. When you, everyone needs to stand up. Everyone needs to say, I know you're lying. There are two genders. I know you're lying. I'm not There are not two racist. sexes. There
0: is no such thing as gender. I'm not
1: racist because I'm white. I, I'm not held back because I'm black. You're making this up. You know, people need to step forward. This whole Leah Thomas thing. We've got a big hench guy racing against women. People are crying because he beat them. So don't race against him. Say no, I'm not going to race against a man. What is
0: man, and I do believe this is true of men because I know myself and I'm a man. Men, uh, someone said, I can't remember, I think it was someone like Kezia Noble said the other day, she was asked directly, they said, what, what do um, women want? And she said, well, broadly speaking, women want men who know who they are, know what they want, and, and know who they are as people. And she said, and then they said, well, what do women, what do men want? And they went, she went, obedience essentially. So there is this kind of, there has been, you know, this is where the, the, the woke stuff has like all nasty ideologies has grains of truth in it. There has been a system, a patriarchal system, which I quite like. I think it works quite well. I think I, when I tell my kids off, I don't have much of a pr- trouble with them because I look at them, I have a deep voice and I'm taller than them and they go, oh God, I don't want to annoy you anymore. And they're good again. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think this Leah Thomas thing and this swimming stuff it's just the same old story again, it's just pure misogyny. It's going, yes, wait, wait, you, what, you, you wanna have a sports, women? No, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I was 438th in the world as a man, and now look at me, I'm winning by a length.
1: 426, yeah, proper mediocre athlete, and now he's first in the women's championship. But we see this all across the board, we're seeing MMA fighters. can't speak, these girls the can't speak. The girls in the swimming of course team they can, can't speak. They can not dive in, just don't, don't do it.
0: That's the Rosa Parks of swimming.
1: Yes, exactly. But it's they all exa- need to, this. Is the point they all need to stand up? They can't rely on people like you and I to get on here and say something controversial like there are two genders. That's fair enough. Sexes, Calvin. Sexes. Whatever. Are no it's such the, thing same, as it's gender. the same thing. It's the same. No, because gender is a way but of confusing people. People need to make a stand by saying, actually, I'm not going to be lied to anymore, and I'm not going to lie for you. I'm just going to live my life by common sense values as I always have.
0: Yeah. But it's got a grip, it's gripped inside. The fa- as you say, the shoulders on Liam or whatever he was called before, sorry, and he is a, mate, a biological male, I don't care if you disagree with me or not, he's got bones like that, he's got shoulders like that. He's not. It's totally unfair competition.
1: Yeah. The, that's but, not hateful to say, that's just no, the
0: truth. No, and also, God bless you in the Trans Olympics. I hope you do well. you got the Paralympics, you've got the Normal Olympics, yeah. you can have the Trans Olympics. Yeah. But it, but it feels to me like it's, it's, it's deep misogyny.
1: Well, it comes from, you know, the, the first lie in this area was feminism. The lie that men and women are the same. So, so they pushed it through equality. Equality doesn't mean the same. Men and women are not the same. They're very different in many ways. Right. And that, again, that's the truth that we used to know. And now we're afraid to say it because it makes you look like a misogynist or a or sexist. sexist.
0: And also, if you look at a lot of women, and I've had experience of this in my life, women that haven't had families or anything like that, and I know I I have the deepest sympathy for women because they have to do a lot more, a lot quicker, and then they've got to make much bigger decisions.
1: Women can't have families anymore because of the feminist movement. Now women have to go out and work because people can't afford for for one person to stay at home and the other person to work. Both people in a family have to work now. That's the feminist movement. That's the fake 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 equality. equality.
0: Well, it's also—I think that was just an absolute classic stooge by the government well, to the double, double their the tax, tax base. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> it's and astonishing.
1: Again, it's common sense, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I well, I, I'm challenging it via, um, you know, because as you know, I was called a racist, and um, you I racist, the Lord. I, I know I can't help it, Cal. It's just <laughs> you know, I just walk around being racist every day. It's because I'm—I do. I am I a person of color? Are
1: we all people of
0: color? I—I feel colorful. <laughs> <laughs> What does it matter? But, I, but I'm going to, I'm, I want, for example, the charge of racism as a way of sh- silencing debate to be removed and only applied to racists. Because the thing is, a real racist having the best time of his life at the moment, or her life, mm-hmm. Uh, or they them life, um, because they can they can walk around and actually be racist and get away with it, whereas people that aren't will will fight the thing. And I know what you say you're tired and it's a difficult cause and it doesn't seem like there is any end game. But as um, a very wise man said to me once, uh, "No good deed goes unpunished." Mm-hmm. So we don't. I know what you mean. I wake up every morning and I just go, "Oh man." So
1: well, I know in your previous episode, Denning Paul said we will win in the end. But the truth is, we've already won. God has already won this battle, and this is just the remnants of the devil going down, kicking and screaming. That's what this is. Is that what it is? It's like
0: when you're in an argument and you know you're wrong, yeah. you become more and well, I did emotive and it, vehement yeah, and, and
1: vitriolic and yeah, of yeah, course. That's exactly what this is. Any time someone speaks the truth, they're cast out as racist, xenophobic, transphobic, all the phobic, cynists, and we know that that's not true, and people know deep down it's a lie. So we just need to stop going along with it.
0: But it has a very, still has a very powerful con- connotation within of course it does. Our, our society. So if we, if we, we're meant to be in this sort of very fast-moving, progressive society. But if you st- make the charge of racism against somebody yeah. now, it will destroy their career. I mean, it destroyed my career overnight.
1: But we have the numbers, don't we? Yeah. If we all stand up together, they can't cancel all of us.
0: They can't cancel all of us. I was thinking—I was actually thinking today—Toby Young was the first person to be cancelled ever. But uh, as far as I can, he gets cancelled all the time. Bless him. He does get cancelled all the time. (laughs) So it doesn't
1: help himself in his Spectator column.
0: You're heading towards this uh, thing. You've got a new show on GB News, which Mm -hmm. which is going to be faith-based. Of which I hope I am a constant uh, expletive uh, performer and then you've got ordination coming your way
1: potentially God willing God
0: willing is there what is there
1: a problem with that do you want to talk about that or not yeah yeah sure Um, I mentioned the hierarchy in the Church of England is entirely woke they are gatekeepers and if you are outspoken and left wing they will love you you know I've, I've got I once had a debate with someone well, I won't go mention this name but I once had a debate with someone who is now a priest who said that the church is racist, said that you know, the host that we receive at communion is white, that's racist. The the vestments are white, that's racist. There are prayers about whiteness as impurity, that's racist. And he called Sir Captain T- um, Captain Tom Moore, uh, the cult of white supremacy. And I said, That's racist, actually. And all the other things you said are racist aren't racist. You're just speaking in tongues. And he got ordained, even though there was a petition of 30,000 people saying, please don't ordain this woke man. Whereas I speak out in in favour of Christian values, or I try to at least, and there are elements of the church that would not like to see me ordained. And these are powerful elements within the church that might very well have their way. Um, Well,
0: I can guess exactly who they are.
1: But it's not about being public. It's not about having a political opinion. It's about having the wrong political opinion. That's the issue here.
0: But policy's got nothing to do with God. Well indeed.
1: Well it's like you, you mentioned earlier about the, the priest stood up for having babies, for raising families. That's the most Christian thing you can do in the world. Uh, and these people are getting you know, disciplined for it.
0: Do you think you're about to be cancelled or excommunicated from the Church of England?
1: In all honesty, they're trying their darndest. They, are, they really do not want me in the Church.
0: You think someone might try and cancel your, your, your ordination?
1: People are trying to cancel my ordination. I'm going to fight it as much as I can because I think that's that's what God's calling me to do. Considering that I've given up my livelihood, I've given up my, well everything, to train for the priesthood, to train for holy orders. But it's not about me, it's about how I can serve Jesus. And this is what I feel called to do. And the church has confirmed that they see that I'm called to ministry for woke individuals within the church to take issue with me personally over my politics is problematic because I, t- I try to centre my politics on my faith. I try to live my life as best I can as a Christian and to publicly affirm my Christian faith. That's, I would say that's one of the things that I'm known for. So for them to take issue with it tells me that one of us is out of sync. Uh, will they succeed in cancelling mail? I don't know. They're, they're far more powerful, influential, and have they are the gatekeepers. They control who's, who's allowed in, who's not allowed in, which is why we saw that you know the vast majority of bishops voted to remain in Brexit. We, this is why they're always criticizing Dominic Cummings and Boris Johnson, uh, but not so much Keir Starmer. This is, this is why we're seeing such a groupthink mentality, because they control, they hold the keys. And it is a political institution at this point, and I want to be part of the movement that returns the church to God
0: you were also political just to pull you up on it you you said you try and center your politics around your christian faith which seems sensible to me because you know you you need to be driven by your your soul and your gut and your individuality and what the life that god gave you to live so it it would seem that if they if they want to do the same they could but it would it, it just seems like removing diversity of voice you know it's very clear that you want to serve for them to for them to try and deny you that option just because you're not walking around and saying i'm a victim
1: that's it yeah if you believe in anything that's remotely progressive whether it's christian or not you're fine so gay marriage um re people when they change allegedly change gender um any, anything that's ridiculously woke like that, they will love you for it, even though they go against Christian teaching. If you stand, stand up and say so against if you Christian, stand up and say teaching. marriage is one man, one woman. That's, that's not saying it. there's anything wrong with gay relationships or anything wrong with people loving each other. Marriage, as a Christian sacrament, is one man, one woman in union together. If you go up and say that, no, we don't want you. So you can't preach Christian values anymore. You, have, you can preach climate change. You can preach Black Lives Matter. You can take a knee. You can wear you, a saw rainbow them, flag. I them taking
0: the knee. You please tell me there aren't oh, there people are, with rainbow flags. Mostly
1: flag. the women. Uh, priestesses, it is it is a fallen institution. You know, they'll, they'll stand up and say the church is a racist institution. I don't think it is. There's
0: a, I'm, I've seen that there's, there's an anti-racism, there, there's an anti, something, the Church of England's anti-racism department. Well, they've taken
1: on board critical race theory. They're looking at statues and monuments. We did areas. a video about this. We were so much ahead of the curve.
0: This is our problem. We were ahead of the curve. Yeah. How, so, but can you tell us on an emotional level, how does that make you feel that someone's trying to stop you? Do you is your faith strong enough to, ho- ho- to help you through that? Or are you um, does it does it make you despair? make me despair. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, not, it's not great. It's stressful. It's, it gives me anxiety. But I have faith in God. I have faith in our Lord. I don't have faith in the public body, the institution of the church. And in fact, I struggled with that in joining the church. I've always believed in God, but I haven't always believed in the body of the church, and that, that is problematic. And I think it's problematic for a lot of people. The number of people who reach out and say, oh, I didn't realize there were still Christians in the church, thank you for saying what you said, um, is unbelievable to me. People expect now to get a, a, a preacher standing in the pulpit and talk about the climate crisis. They expect it, but they don't expect to hear um, that believing in our Lord and Savior is all you need.
0: Yeah, do you do not fear.
1: He died on a cross for our sins. Uh, these are simple, basic Christian tenets that we've given up.
0: Man, I don't even know what to say, I'm livid. You know, it's very clear that you want to serve, for them to to try and deny you that option just because you're not walking around and saying, I'm a victim, the church is systemically racist, and all of this sort of stuff. You may accidentally or deliberately hold some views which may contain some common sense. That that they're trying to get rid of you. I I think this is it. I I think
1: think the vast vast majority of people people in this country are small C conservative, and and the vast majority majority of them are Christian, if not only culturally Christian. Uh, And they feel left behind. A lot of us feel left behind. And I've accidentally stumbled on being a voice for some of these people who we call themselves the silent majority. Uh, But certain people within the hierarchy of the church don't like that. They sneer at these people. They think they're you know we are the plebs, and. That's wrong because that, that, that's not what faith is about. It's about us all being one in Christ, the Christ body of the church. So if there's no place for people like me, how is the place for people, the rest of the country? This is why the numbers are dwindling, because they're focused on the wrong things. You know, I've had conversations with the Bishop of London where I've, I've said, you know, I don't think it's helpful that you're saying that the church is racist. And she go, Calvin, but it is racist. Right? But you have no evidence to back that up. That's all anecdotal. She's, and she's saying yes, but as a white woman, I can see that it must be difficult for. I'm like, no, 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 you, you don't understand. What you're talking here is critical race theory. You, what you're talking about is neo-Marxism. You're not preaching the gospel of there is no Greek nor, nor Jew. We are all one in Christ. And I think lots of these people have lost their way.
0: Well, I think the church would be at a great loss without you. And I, for one, find great solace and hope in our friendship. So thank you. Thank you, bro. I love you, brother. Love you,